Hi, this is Luis Carlos Pineda from Loud and Proud Orlando. I want to thank you for listening to us through Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Help us grow our purple community by following us on all our social media outlets. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're also available on YouTube as Loud and Proud Orlando. We're available on Instagram as Pineda underscore O-R-L. We're available on Facebook as Loud and Proud Orlando. And on Twitter as LPO underscore podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And vamos Orlando.
Welcome, uh, everyone, to Loud and Proud Orlando. Uh, it's Monday, September the 25th, 8.39 p.m. Thank you so much for being live with us. Uh, um, an eventful weekend for Orlando City, a draw against Inter Miami without Messi, without, without Busquets, uh, without um, also Jordi Alba. And I, I do want to add, um, apparently there's a, a case of the migraines uh, with Inter with Inter Miami, reports from uh, Fort Lauderdale essentially saying that Busquets didn't play due to a migraine, last-minute migraine, you know, unfortunately. But either way, I mean, Orlando had all the chances to put this game away. I mean, uh, in the first half, essentially at least three or four chances, just uh, plain view. Uh, we have them all. Uh, we're going to analyze all of that. Also, um, want to say congratulations to Jacqueline, uh, Golden Boot winner for the MLS Next Pro, as well as uh, you know Orlando City beat clinching playoffs um, for MLS Next Pro. So the only one left in the bunch is the Orlando Pride, which are this close. To also clinch. So let's hope uh, for a win for, for the Pratt as well. Uh, we're going to be um, uh, taking all your comments, um, speak out, you know, uh, forever hold your peace. Uh, I will have to say, uh, before I give him the mic to, to Paola and, uh, and John, the 12th man was a huge factor uh, against it, this inter-Miami squad. Uh, we were actually discussing this with a uh, a lot of other colleagues that were surprised. It was the first time coming into Exploria. They were surprised not only with the turnout, with uh, a famous, I think, rapper nearby, but also surprised that of how loud it was. Um, I mean, you could definitely hear every, absolutely everything it was being said. So it was a fantastic atmosphere. One of the best TIFOs I think we've, we've seen in a, in a long time for Orlando. So we'll dive in and all of that. Uh, drop us a comment. Drop us a like. Subscribe to the channel. Click on the notification bell. And uh, thank you so much for your support. Um, Paola, how are you? How did you live this uh, draw against Inter Miami? Ah, I survived. I had a bunch of Miami fans and I have an annoyed Miami fan behind me. Ugh, but I survived. Um, happy to be back as usual with you guys. And I mean, a split point. It could it, it could be a three. I could be happier, but we didn't lose. It's fine. We move on. There's a bunch of positivity in the future. So it was just, it was, it is what it is, right? But we're here. I'm happy. So let's get this episode started. John, how are you, my friend? Good to see you. I'm good, man. I mean, yeah, would have been, uh, I'd be better if we got the win, you know? But, uh, <laughs> It was one of those days, like we just, uh, we weren't clinical, you know, it reminded me of us earlier in the season where we're creating chances, just couldn't put it away. Are you puppy um, out? <laughs> no, 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 come on. I'm going back, I'm going back, like guys. That, please. <laughs> no, I, to be honest, the one that really hurt was the Angulo, like just, he had such an opportunity there, and he tried yeah. to do something fancy. One extra with path, the, like you know, no look, bottom corner, no look, and it's just like, dude, ah. what are you doing? Please, just put that like your right footed, just put it in the bottom right corner. It's so easy. 
So that one hurt, and um, there was plenty others that we should have got. Actually, I, I happy you my uh, my tweet I put out about the opportunities I thought that were you know like Ojeda shot straight at the keeper. That was Duncan's where you know yeah, shot I mean, straight at the keeper. Like we got to be more effective. That's what it is. Yeah, so, I mean it was it was yeah, uh, a team against Miami. You don't take your chances. That's how you end up one one. Yeah, that, I mean it was. Look, I'll be honest with you. A lot of a lot of fans are di- some of some fans, not all the fans, but some fans are disappointed. Um, you know, with with, with the performance, uh, I just feel that Messi made this inter team better uh, overall. Um, I mean, it's a different inter team. Well, so has Tata, and so has yeah, they've yeah, grown they've, since yeah, last now, yeah, I mean, they've grown tremendously. I mean, they're better coached. Now, um, you you put right here, um, Duncan should have scored on the 28th minute. I agree. Uh, 48th minute, Faku push out from distance. Uh, 58th minute, Ojeda shoots a calendar. And then six, the six, 62nd minute, Angulo, no look shot and missed. Yeah, that's right. I mean, we were very wasteful on our chances. And I think this has been a constant for this team since the beginning of the year. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it fluctuates, right? We've had periods of the season where we're scoring all of our chances and then other periods where we're just, you know, not. And this was, I think if you look overall, like we, we out, you know, the stats, we outperform them in the shots and, you know, XG, um, our players getting more XG, you know, they're being, you know, and you could say yes or no, whether you're a stats person, but out and out, like we creating more, we're just not, we're either hitting it directly at the keeper or we're not hitting the target at all. Like we just we need to be better with aiming for the corners and you know just burying the ball. Like that that's something that Campana and Martinez, as much as I dislike them, like they are they hit the target and they challenge the keeper. They force Pedro to make saves, right? We didn't force Calendar to make enough saves, really, and therefore we didn't get enough goals. You know, we left too many opportunities, um, which with tame shots that just weren't challenging him. It was a lack of execution. Um, I don't know how Paola feels about that. You know, lack of execution just in the first half, as you can see here in the image, just in the first half, Orlando had, um, you know, seven shots, you know, uh, direct shots, uh, only one on target. So out of seven shots, only one on target. That's pretty bad. Uh, Inter had a better efficiency right there, more possession of the ball, uh, better passing accuracy. This is all the first chance, but this is uh, the key key role and the, the key point of this. 11 fouls and two yellow cards. And one, I think, in my opinion, should have been a red card. Um, and I think, uh, obviously, we're going to be focusing on, oh, my God, why we didn't get the red card? But, I mean, it was a pretty intense match. How do you see it, Paola? Well, for sure. Like John said in the beginning, it remind me I had PTSD of the boys playing in the beginning of the season, Right. There were crosses from Santos and I think Angulo going to the center, and there was nobody there. I'm like, to who they're sh- like they're crossing the 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 ball? Like Duncan should have been there. He wasn't. Nowhere to be found. And then the 28 minute, he should have scored instead of backing that back hill ball. Just shoot the ball. He was next to the keeper. That was like. I have never played soccer, but I know that that was going to go in regardless because he was next to the keeper. But, um, yeah, I feel that, um, unfortunately, this is not the forte 
starting 11 for Miami. Um, I know that we play midweek, but there's no excuses to split this point um, with Miami. So I was uh, kind of disappointed, but the other 50 was like, okay, we split, we didn't lose, whatever, we move on. So um, I think the connection between Facundo and Dagger, they missed a huge opportunity because I saw it in front of me when Facu um, passed the ball to Dagger, but Dagger didn't, they didn't connect in that, in that instant. And I was like, oh, there's a goal coming probably, but Dagger didn't continue to go inside the box um, that Facu passed that ball. But it is what it is. We, we passed the, um, the page, but I completely wholeheartedly agree with John and, and Luis with your opinion. You know, uh, a lot of physicality in the match, that's for sure. Um, a lot of, I think, Inter didn't really uh, care as much. I felt like their players, and, and, and again, the, the, the title of the show today is called The Twelfth Man. I mean, the episode's The Twelfth Man. Why? Because one constant, and we could all see it, a fellow journalist uh, for the, came from Miami the first time, in, in, in Orlando, um, media that I've never seen before in my life were there as well. Uh, everybody was saying how loud the wall was. Uh, I mean, that they could hear everything they were saying and how the players, it was getting in their skin. Like, it, you could see it, their faces, their expressions, and they, they started fouling constantly because they were being pushed also by the 12th man i mean it was pretty pretty wild i haven't seen this since maybe the final that i went when i traveled to peru last year uh, in november between alianza lima and fuego club melgar which is uh, two peruvian teams i mean you're talking about that loud like in your face like you know and it really this and i know john this john gave us this video here this this is a red card anywhere you go, uh, John. I don't know. What are your thoughts? On this? this is a red well, card. Well, I mean, I, I tweeted at the time, like literally at the game, because I, I was on like that side of the wall, and it happened like at the back, sort of that like nearest to where I was. And when it happened, I was like I, straight up a red card. And it's from no it's from behind. There's no from... question. I mean, it's basically universal across the yeah. world, Luis, <laughs> of like any league in the on the planet. Except pro. You leave the ground with two feet sliding and you come in from the back or the side of a player, that's a red card. And that's pretty much what Andrew Weeby goes ahead and says here on the uh, instant replay, which is nice to actually see, you know, the uh, MLS pundits pointing out you know, how wrong the refs are. Um, and the fact that they didn't go and look at this for review, um, for one, the ref, you know... Uh, look, look, you can see the, the linesman is right there. Look at the linesman's so, right here. He doesn't tell him to go look at it for review after the ref gets the call wrong. I don't, I, it just, to me, is so blatant. It's exactly the same what happened with the last Miami game, Luis. And no. it, does, it seems it doesn't matter whether Messi and Busquets and Alba are on the field. All that matters is if you wear pink, then uh, exactly you're allowed to do what you want: choke people, slide tackle them. But you don't get a red card because because that would mean that we are playing fair. So you don't um, want to this scenario. You know, it's just an I have the Miami tackle, so we'll just look the other way. And it's starting to get ridiculous. It really is, and the whole league knows it, and the pundits know it, and everybody knows it. So 
I mean, I mean, you don't want to dive in into creating conspiracy theories and all that stuff. But I mean, you have to understand, I mean, this and again, people are going to say fans are fans. They're going to talk. They're probably going to watch this video and say, oh, what a bunch of crybabies, Orlando, blah, blah, blah. But um, no, it's it's I mean, you're and I'm going to bring it again for, I think, the fifth time in the show, I think, in the year. We're ready to, and this was also a, a common with some of the colleagues that we were that, that I've met uh, on that day. Uh, you cannot host a World Cup with such bad refereeing like that. I mean, it's just it's gonna it's gonna make the whole entire country look amateurish in the sport. So you could be the greatest at American football, and the the Dolphins can score seventy points in a game. But this is soccer. This is football. Uh, and honestly, like, you cannot host a World Cup with the back-end stuff being ran like it's nothing. Like, you cannot have a linesman. I mean, this linesman should have, like, at least, like, tell the referee, hey, hey, dude, I just saw it. Like, this is a red card. And it was, um, again, you want to dive in. Like, that's a straight red. Like if he, if his leg would have, I mean, that could have like t- seriously injure, uh, um, Maori. Yeah. That, look, look, look how his leg is flexing right there. You see, like, I mean, and that kid should know better. That Ruiz kid, you know, uh, he he should know better. That should have been a stray red, and that was. I thought it was uh, I thought it was number three. I got confused with my players. Um, that's how many different fouls were going on. And like you no. said, there was a double yellow. I thought that he was up The, the ref back. was pointing out like, oh, look, you did five fouls, but no card. Like, exactly. It, it was just ridiculous. Yeah. So, I mean, you want to make sure that, you know, um, we're holding ourselves, making sure that we're truly start treating our league. I, I think the league deserves better. And uh, if I pro- mean, for years we've chanted the ref belongs on OBT, OBT, but now it really does feel a little bit like the ref should belong on OBT, you know, exactly. for real. Right. Oh, what were your thoughts regarding that, Paola, when you were there in the first? I thought that that was Aviles, not Ruiz. I was confused too, like John. Like yeah. that, that one, he was fouling all over the place. He only um, played the first half. But since when the sideline ref always say something, they look confused even to call an outside um, call. They're always looking at the at the main ref to call an outside or to call the ball for the other um, team. So I don't know. They I don't know why they exist. That's that's the it's real like question. Why they the... exist inform the ref that something he got was wrong like in other leagues the assistant linesman like is exactly to be there to be like hey you missed and something he's clearly looking at them look at yeah, them. Look, go look, back, look. Go right back. There. Right there. he's like looking look. at it like it's like oh well um i would I penal like i will i will have a penal penalty for him like you're not doing your job here you go boom of a penalty fee or something like that. I don't know. I mean, I think they should be fine. I think the ref should be fine for this. Like, it's if the refereeing board has integrity, they do. They assess the referees after the game. If you're assessing after the game and you're the advisor to the ref for this match, surely you can't agree that he got this correct. There has to be like repercussions for these guys. And we don't, I don't like sitting here talking about the refs being terrible every week. 
but it, it's just the truth. And it's always affecting the game. It's always becoming part of the game. The ref shouldn't be discussed this much, but we have to talk about them because they make such horrible calls all the time. Yeah, I mean, uh, also, you know, Facu Torres, I mean, I, I will have to say the level of play, he's, I mean, he deserved the goal. I mean, he was everywhere. I mean, if 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 you have to see, if you have to say who was the most, uh, the toughest opponent uh, this Inter-Miami squad has faced, in my opinion, it was Facu Torres yesterday. I mean, he was everywhere and they couldn't stop him. There was a couple of plays that he was just getting literally he was suffering the the load of fouls that he was getting he was he was fouled like three or four times <laughs> like you know uh, it was so hard for him but you know in the end i'm sure he came out like super bruised but i mean these are you know that that's how hard they were playing you know those guys and uh you know the, the ref i felt like they just allowed um for them to play really dirty and you know uh Let's read some comments real quick before we go into uh, the good stuff about the game. Um, Joshua Tall. First, I want to say I'm happy we did not lose on my birthday on Sunday. Oh, happy birthday. I thought we were going to win uh, when we kept getting chances to score another goal. I'm just glad we didn't lose. Thank you, Joshua. Happy birthday. Hopefully you had a fantastic day. Also, awesome. That awesome Tifo. Pedro Galeses saved us so many times and came Came a very clutch when we needed to. Yeah, that's true. Hello, LPO. Good to good, good to have seen Alex and Paola. This is Mark Rodriguez. How you doing, Mark? Good to see you, my friend. It says, uh, when I was waiting uh, to walk into into the COP, uh, uh, no, uh, when I was waiting to walk into the COP, shouted at the Inter-Miami fans to go uh, to the away side and not to be on the OC side. It was very interesting that he did that. Oh, the cop was shouting. The cop, yeah, the cop. To the Inter-Miami fans. Well, I mean, maybe hablan español probably. Well, and I mean, there was a, yeah, there was extra security to make sure people Let's, were going in the wall. You know I mean? Nice to uh, see. There was, there was people being turned away in their Miami jerseys and put in other sections. Was, and they, were, they were giving out purple t-shirts for the wall <laughs> for anybody who, who wasn't in purple. No, not only that, Paola, but I mean, I, I mean, you must have feel bad for people that pay two thousand dollars for a ticket and not. I didn't seeing... feel bad. I didn't feel bad at all. Not at all. I, mean, I don't know. Is. I don't know if John noticed, um, but I don't know, Luis, when you got into the stadium, there was a bunch of people selling Messi jersey, but but from Wish, not the original oh, jersey. Of course. Not the ori- I fell in a concert. I'm like, what is this? You know, when outside the concert, outside, some, yes, yes, yeah, yeah, shirts or whatever. I'm like, what is this? And mm. people were buying them. I'm like, I didn't ask how how much they were. Probably like forty dollars. The custom custom ten, and they make thirty dollars or profit. five, five. Because <laughs> yeah, you that's... you would see like the logo was like some this, like janky knockoff jerseys. Of course, <laughs> I says I like, uh, really. No, I mean it is it is crazy. I mean, I saw people. I I saw couples, uh, the girl wearing Orlando City and the guy wearing a Messi shirt. I oh yeah, I know, saw that a bunch of I times. Saw, you know, and you know, one one thing I'm gonna say is uh, kudos to the fans because there was like really no issues. They behaved. I mean, we definitely said. I mean, and I'm gonna say communications was an amazing job with the whole uh bandwagon cam that was amazing that was amazing i laughed so hard that was the best thing 
And, uh, you know, it was uh, it definitely kudos to that, man. I mean, honestly, I mean, it was it was no issues. Um, the TIFO was beautiful. We'll have pictures of that. Uh, but there is some more comments. Anthony Solis, if we were a if we're able to convert our chances in the next couple of games, I think Orlando will make a deep run. I do agree. I mean, if we would have scored two out of those four or five chances that um, John tweeted and that I mentioned also, like we would have been, we would have not been talking. We would have been all, all smiles, you know. We would have uh, already said, uh, "Puppy, puppy, where are you going to sign your your renewal?" You know what I mean? So, you know, Joshua Tall. I was very relieved that we were able to stay second place for uh, for this last week, but we really need to win the next game. Yeah, Sebastian Orlando is much better. Thank you so much, uh, Gold Tube TV. That was a red card, fams. <laughs> says Luke Manock. One thing that was disappointing was that we didn't kick the we didn't kick towards the wall in the second half. I don't know the rules in the MLS when it comes to which way you kick or who gets the ball first. Do you know? I think John knows this know? answer. I mean, I think it's a coin flip still, right? Yeah. They do I think it. it's I, the coin flip. They play, do it yeah. on the field. I never, I never. I've never seen that, the. I think play. they they used to do it on the center circle. <laughs> they now might do it in like the tunnel while they're waiting to come out or something. But traditionally, it's a coin flip. Or yeah, and then you pick which way you want to go. If you win, that's a coin flip, like for the first half. Luis, I have to look in the, in the, the, look in the, the MLS rules. Every league, I guess might do it differently but that's how most leagues have done it for many years um yeah so it should just be a, a random but it did seem like for a long time there we consistently shot towards you know away from the wall in the second half so i was like okay are we just winning the coin flip every time or is there a way that you can choose i don't know i'd have to do a little bit more research on that one it's something i myself have been uh wondered about a few times now another thing that uh we need to talk about is uh Oscar Pereja subbing out the double pivot in the first half, um, subbing out uh, Cesar Araujo. So we lost the double pivot in the second half. And I got really scared, to be honest with you. I was like, come on, man. And then you saw Martin coming in. I was like, golly. I was just like, come on, man. And I was like, we're going to lose the double pivot. And, you know, he really took a gamble, Oscar, you know, and then the first goal, Inter's first goal scored, it was scored. Then I was like, God, Lee, we lost a double pivot. Come on, man, you know, and the high of our game, boom, they score one on us, right? But then he he did talk about it. and He said, Cesar was playing a very good game and he was healthy. He's healthy. It was a risky decision to sub him out. But I wanted Mauricio to play the eight and bring an extra striker to win the game. So he actually took a chance to switch it up to become more attacking-minded. Now, I would have not done that, I'll be honest with you. This is just my opinion. But, I mean, Duncan scored, you know, um, minutes after. Now, uh, we did, uh, I feel like some of the subs came in and 
really like gave fresh legs. Like for example, when Junior came in, I mean, Junior came in like boom, like he was fighting for every ball. Like he, he really truly boosted because Inter was going all in. Like they were, they, they, it seemed like the the changes they made also with um, the striker that played Newell's, I forgot his name, Farias, I think it was. Um, that he he was uh, Facundo, Facundo Farias. He was going like really good on, on the dribble and shots from distance. And I mean, you don't want to give space to that type of uh, caliber striker. You know, you want to make sure that you are containing this guy. And I think Junior did a fantastic job. And to me, the MVP aside of Duncan, because he scored, Dagger Dan. I'll be honest with you, Dagger Dan in that game, I mean, the kid was everywhere in the field. I mean, he, I mean, he mentioned it too, Oscar, on in, in the post press conference, which I haven't been able to put it out because I've been so busy today. Mondays are a little hectic sometimes. But he said, Dagger Dan is adapting to be a really good right back. He has never played that position before, but he's showing that he brings us a different pace on that flank. And that is completely right. What do you think about that, Paola? No, like he's, he said it in, in a couple of games before. Like this is the first time that he's adapting to the role and he did adapt. Like you can see he goes, remember when Kyle Smith was going center? He's doing the exact same thing. He's doing that mindset. I think Oscar Parejas plans, and I I feel bad when he will almost give us an assist a couple of times last night, and he was tired. He was like at some point I thought that he was um, injured because he was like holding his hamstring, and I'm like, uh oh, don't don't dagger. But he was just tired. I think it was just um, uh, dehydration or something like that, but. The kid is the Swiss knife. Like they call him the Swiss knife for a reason. And we, we're seeing the results. He's adapting um, and he's getting better and better. And if he already won over Holiday, that means a lot for Oscar Pareja. So um, I'm off for the challenge and see what the future can hold for, for Dagger Dan in that position. What about you, John? Your MVP was Dagger Dan. I'm sure you were happy about that. <laughs> I mean, I think he he did have a really good game. Yeah, he he's he's like you said, he's he's growing in that position. I think he's Oscar kind of able to use him as a creative outlet from a right back, like um, similar to what uh, Liverpool used with Trent Alexander Arnold being a kind of right back who can also be a playmaker. Um, that's something we've seen from Dagger. Like he's he's roaming forward with the ball, dribbling, trying to find the pass, or just trying to create problems. Often the guys in front of him are marked, right? So if he runs forward, um, they're able to run off their markers and draw. And he might draw a man and then lay a ball off, or he might go up the wing or go through the middle. Like he he's able to adapt from that right back role, um, and I think he's just going to keep growing there. I think Mikey is is going to continue to come on as a sub, but. Uh, maybe Dagger had a couple meh games in defense uh, recently, um, but this game he looked uh, he looked really really good. So I'm glad to see that from him, and uh, I hope that he continues to be our, our starting right back because I think he's earned it. Another good good strong point uh, that I wanted to ask Paula too was the depth and versatility that those changes made. I mean, it shows that you know we now we can bring Gaston, a healthy Gaston. 
as a sub, and he really, I don't think he disappointed in the few minutes that he was uh, on the pitch. You can bring Martin Ojeda, obviously a very expensive sub, but uh, honestly, like, at least he was shooting the ball. China, you know, he got he had one with a left foot that almost went in that calendar saved. Um, you know, and he, Did we oh. lose Luis? I, we All probably right. did. Uh, we've got more comments to read. Uh, Anthony Solis, are we going to lose Jansen next match from yellow card accumulation? Paula, do you know anything about that's, that one? That's a I yes. Think that's a yes. Definitely yes. That's a yes. <laughs> also, Unfortunately. Schlegel, isn't Schlegel up there as well now? Because he's been racking about. I can um, look right now. Yeah, that is for sure happening. But we and I say this very with a big asterisk, maybe Antonio just might be back, you know, so. I thought that he was going to be in the bench for this game and then prepare him for the Montreal. He he doesn't seem to be getting any minutes at all. I thought maybe we'd bring him on, but I guess we're trying to seek a a win, you know, and he wasn't even on the bench, like you said. Or probably they were saving him because this was like a big physical match. It might have been. Yeah, it might be a little bit too far for him um, right now, but. So Schlegel has four four yellow cards. So Schlegel is in the hot seat with those four yellow cards. Yeah, and I'm sure Wilder's up there, and I'm sure Cesar's up there as well. So Wilder is on fifth. So if he got another yellow, I think it's another suspension, right? It's up to six. If we can get them to like hold out for these last few games and then be all suspended for the Toronto game. That would be terrible. That would be terrible. We need to kind of be stagger our suspensions that are going to happen. What um, do you think about Martin Ojeda's um, performance for this match? I think he was better. I think he's he was he kind of playing left wing when he came on when we moved to like a. They were they were switching. Or yeah, they were switching him and Faku, they were switching. but him and Faku were mainly the wingers. Faku um, was sorry, more in he the was middle. In the ten at times I saw exactly. As well. Once mm-hmm. Mauricio came off. So, you know, he's versatile. I think I think he makes us really dangerous from a set piece. And that's why I like having him on the field in a lot of ways. Like, he puts in such a good ball. Um, we didn't really get that many in this game. But when he does, is able to do that. I, I think he's blending more into the team. I was going to say that, yeah. There is opportunities there. Like, with that, that goal I mentioned, sorry, the chance I mentioned where he was, you know, right in front of the keeper and he shot it directly at calendar like he's got such a great curling effort on him he's gotta take a little bit more time in front of goal you know what i mean i think he i think he gets desperate to shoot the ball his eyes light up and he goes Uh i can hit this it's like god yes this is my shot and blue he he blows it yeah so that was annoying but i think overall he's getting more and more time i think angulo is is potentially uh, on the hot seat to be dropped after that performance. I mean, I know Oscar loves him, and I know he's defensively does a lot of work for us, but I think there's so many chances that go begging from Angulo. You know, he creates all these opportunities, but then he just can't finish uh, it. Yeah. He doesn't give the pass that he should give, or he doesn't make the shot. And that, that last one was just so killer with the no look. Terrible. Shot. Like, Terrible. And he puts his hand over his eyes. I'm like, why yeah. do you make it? 
hard on yourself, buddy. Why don't you just, you know, finish that like an easy finish? So I think sometimes he needs to compose himself as well. I think both him and Ojeda struggle from that, that they they get forward and they get an opportunity and they just tend to rush or panic or not not make the right decision. Their decision making mm-hmm. is, is not the best. Unlike Baku, who often makes the right decision, or Duncan, who has very good decision making. I think Luis is back. Are you back, Luis, with us? Oh, he's down. I was going to ask you, did you agree with Oscar Parejas um, waiting so long to sub players? I thought that he was going to sub Angulo before, even before the shot. I was saying, you need to get him out because he was not performing well. Even Duncan, for me, in my opinion, in my opinion, before the... His goal, I was like, we need Ramiro. Like, he looked tired. He he was trying to get to the ball, and then they were crossing the ball, and he was not there. I'm like, let's up down, down Angulo and, and Duncan. And then right after, I was, like, writing into our chat. I'm like, they need to sub Duncan. Oh, erase, erase. <laughs> and he scored that goal. And I was like, no, he's not going to take him out because he just scored, obviously. But um, do you agree of waiting so long for the subs instead of going the 55th minute or the 65th minute? I think because he brought off Cesar at the halftime, he thinks like, oh, I made a change already. And then he wants to like, he wants to let things cook, right? So he has the first half with the team he starts with always. Like Oscar never makes anything in the first half. Many managers wouldn't. But then halftime, he makes that bold decision and says, I'm going to go more attacking, drop Mauricio back to the eight. For me, I never understand that. I, I think Mauricio, the last two or three games, has really struggled. I think he's not looked good. I don't think he's connecting his passes. He's looking slow again. You know, I think putting him back at the eight, yes. And he, he said he wants to put him there to connect the, the midfield to the attack. And he is the best passer, but right now he's not in the best passing form. Exactly. He's so not in the best I, form. I was like Luis. I was like, why would you take the double pivot away? If you want to change that situation, bring Ojeda and let him try and play the 10. Because mm-hmm. Ojeda is now learning how to do that. And, and like arguably what you were talking about with the subs, again, I'm thinking Enrique should have been coming on earlier. Um, but perhaps. Even maybe- Gaston. Gaston had a, a you know, a, a, a little chance. Yeah. But he did it too, and and with um against NYCSC, he almost scored too in that little time frame that he was subbed in. So I agree. I, I was like, why? Because I saw Ojeda warming up before yeah. going into the second half, and I'm like, I told Alec, I'm like, Ojeda's coming in, and I think he's going for Pereira. So I was thinking Pereira was gonna get subbed out, and not Cesar Araujo, and then. When I didn't saw Cesar, I'm like, oh, what are we doing? <laughs> and Cesar was super pissed. You saw him walking out of the tunnel with a hoodie on. Like, he didn't want to be bothered. I'm like, I'm walking yeah. to the bench. I don't want to be uh, talked to. I don't want to talk to anybody. And it's understandable because he was having a good game, not a bad game. And at the same time, I understand Oscar Pareja's plan but i don't know like we said it was a gamble so thank god we didn't got more score 
Yeah, I mean, I'm glad he went more attacking. I think that's what we want to see, right? We don't, that's the new Oscar. We don't want to see him try to sit back. Or, I mean, we can't win one nil, especially after they scored it. But he planned that obviously before their goal. So he was going more attacking when the game state was nil nil. And that's what mm-hmm. we want to see. I just don't want to see Mauricio at the eight. Like, I don't, I don't think he's having a good game at the 10 right now. So I don't want to see him back there where he's having to also do defensive responsibilities. I get that he's got a really nice long range pass on him, but if we want to have him back there, then let's play like a four, three, three, you know, and put, put, uh, you know, um, Wilder, you know, in front of like next to him and Cesar in the hole behind. Um, what we'll to see, but I think arguably this is not our best lineup, the one that we started with now. I would like to see Enrique in that starting lineup. I would like to see Duncan with Enrique in the starting lineup, you know, perhaps dropping Gulo, maybe drop Mauricio, start Ojeda in the 10, start Enrique on the left wing, start Faco on the right wing, and start Duncan. Like that's a lot of firepower. That's that's our guys most likely to score a goal. Like Mauricio and Angulo don't look likely to score a goal right now. And if you're no, looking they, for they look tired. Or clinical finishing ability, Enrique and Ojeda sitting on the bench are better finishers than Angulo and um, Mauricio. So I think if Ojeda can, I see his intricate passing like on the goal for Duncan. Look at that. Like, so he can do that. If he just learns, he's doing that from like a, a right wing or left wing inside position. He just needs to learn to do that down the middle of the field. And then he could be our central attacking mid and do the Mauricio role, I think, better than Mauricio. You know, maybe that's the plan going forward. I don't know. Uh, but arguably, I, I would like to see Enrique get some minutes at the start of that left wing, I think, instead of Angulo now. I think he's done enough, and Angulo is, is not really doing it for us. I think he's just tired. I think he just need a, a little bit of change. And let's read that comment really quick, Italy. Luis, do you wanna you wanna read it? You back with us? Yeah, I don't know if you guys can hear oh, me, but um, yep. I'm I'm on my L, I'm on my L, I'm on my LTE right now, so it's kinda spotty. Thank you, Verizon. Oh, you had a storm. I'm put him on blast, but uh, Luke Luke Manok, Nabi Kimbungunchi is a very decent and solid defending. I agree, and he has goal. He 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 has a on set pieces. He's really good, and he's. I think he should have a chance. Also, Abdi Salim. You know, you're talking about an OCV team. I mean, it's just those players that came in um, after after you know Orlando's goal. I think those. I mean, that could play out in in certain situations, right? Um, I think um, we have the depth, and I think we showed it. It's just the effectiveness of the players was not up to par. I mean, you got to finish those plays. If 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 you don't, I mean, I mean, I mean, look, I'm very hopeful for a, for a playoff run, but I, you know, I feel like we need to definitely score those goals for us to definitely uh, push through. I don't know what are your thoughts regarding that. Yeah, I mean, we got to be clinical. That's it. Like, you're not going to win. And that's why I put at the bottom of that tweet, you know, you're not going to win MLS Cup unless you take your chances in a game like that. And that was a weaker Miami. You know, if we face them again in the playoffs, they're going to have Messi and Busquets and, and Alba. So we have to take our chances. That's just it. And that's the difference, at least between a team that wins stuff and a team that doesn't win stuff. And a month ago, we were doing that. 
we seem to hit a bit of a lull, a bit of a dip, I would say. But I, I'm not like super excited about it, but I'm not very worried either because I don't think the form we had was going to be able to carry on through the rest of the season like we talked about this and the and all the way through the playoffs. So at some point, performances were going to maybe get a little rocky, right? Maybe we weren't going to see the same consistency. And that's when Oscar now needs to talk to the guys, figure out what's going on, figure out how to get them, you know, back in shooting ways, right? Back in scoring ways again, where we're winning games 3-1 because we're just overpowering teams and, uh, and taking our chances. And that was it with New York, right? New York, we couldn't make chances because of the field and that, that cost us and we were defensively poor. This game, we held out pretty well defensively, I think, overall. I, I will say Pedro perhaps, you know, maybe could catch a ball one or times instead of always palming it away. You know, he kind of pushed it back into the zone on that save when you might say I'm being harsh, but personally I think he, he could have grabbed that one. Um, but overall, you know, we're doing pretty well still defensively. We just need to find our our shooting boots again, right? We need to be able to put the ball in the back of the net consistently without, you know, leaving all these chances on the table. I mean, Pereira no. is, oh, sorry. Martin Ojeda no, is the number one assist right now for the team. Uh, he's tied with Mauricio, but he has nine. So I would start him for the next match and sit down Pereira. I don't know if you agree with that. That's the thing. I think Oscar has been bold with his changing of tactics. Now I think he needs to be a little bolder with changing his his favorite guys. You know, that's what it is in a lot of ways. Like he loves Agulo, he loves Mauricio, you know, he loves Schlegel. Like, but sometimes those are the guys that are not not doing it for us. And our team is so good squad depth wise. So you gotta when Ojeda's doing better you got to put him in the starting lineup when Enrique is doing better you got to put him in the starting lineup right and I think also those guys have to learn how to do more defensively so that they can earn Oscar's trust to get in the starting lineup that's the problem he wants guys who are going to run for him and he's not sure that those guys are going to put in the same effort that Angulo and Mauricio or whoever else that he trusts to uh to work hard for him I agree and and then I, I will have to add that um You know, I think Rodrigo had a better game in this game. I think he was motivated to definitely uh, stick one up to Inter-Miami. I mean, for him, it was a derby. You can definitely tell that, you know, derbies motivate players. But like you said, John, I mean, we have the depth. And if we truly want to make a playoff run, we have to make sure that we're using all of our weapons. Um, in this case, in this scenario, this gamble he did by taking the double pivot and adding one, you know, it, it, it I saw it as a little too risky. I, again, he's the coach, you know, he makes that decision. I thought, you know, Cesar and Wilder were doing a great job in in really not letting, in cutting Inter's chances down, in, um, you know, offensively, you know. But, you know, he took that gamble and in, in a way uh, it paid off kind of with Duncan's goal, you know what I mean? Uh, um Duncan's goal with the Martin Ojeda assist, you know, I, I'm so happy that Duncan's able to dust that rust off and is able to definitely now look forward into 
scoring more goals for Orlando City because we're definitely going to need them. And also, I mean, why not? You know, you got the Golden Boot winner for the uh, for for the MLS Next Pro. Like, give him a chance. You know what I mean? Uh, would you always say also that instead of bringing Mauricio back to the eight, you know, like he said, he wanted to connect the midfield to the attack. I would say you should have brought off Mauricio and brought on like Junior to play the ten. Yeah, we saw. I was gonna say that. Yeah. You know, if it's not working with one guy, I don't think you need to change the whole system. Like you said, I would have left the double pivots on and changed the ten because I know I'm sometimes back on Mauricio all the time, but the last few games he's not been great, and he's not doing what he should be doing is linking the attack from the forwards. To the midfield and that's why oscar changed the formation but maybe he just needed to sub out the player i agree but yeah, like we said he likes yeah, Mauricio, uh, so so i oh, don't think he's gonna drop him you know would you drop him luis honestly i'm uh, sorry i didn't hear that part what was you said the would last you drop Mauricio? Or Angulo, like we were just talking so, I mean, while you were out about perhaps potentially, uh, you know, Ojeda and Enrique should be starting. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be games that you're going to have to do this. You know, you can't. You, I mean, Mauricio and Ivan are not going to give you that same. You know, you got to know based on your opponent who are you going to start? I felt like this was a game for Ivan because you had somebody like DeAndre Yedlin and he drove Yedlin crazy. So I feel like you need that type of, you know, player uh, speedster next to Yedlin because Yedlin also likes to run back and forth. Uh, but there's going to be times that you're going to get a more of a tactically static um, defender, like maybe... Um, you know, somebody from Colorado or from one of the West teams, you know, especially in the playoffs, you're going to need uh, somebody like maybe Ramiro there, you know what I mean? Or maybe even Gaston, you know, to 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 maybe have more of a physical presence. Um, I mean, Gaston is like two heads taller than, than Ivan. So I kind of feel like, you know, he could definitely um, do that do that role also. But I think that that's Oscar's, you know, job to find out you know when am i going to sub him out i i would have not i would have not started with um i thought mauricio did a good job in the first half um pacing the ball he was he was being very dangerous um, i just felt like it, orlando kept threading back and doing that extra back pass like every every attack is just like okay okay go 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 up front you know try to make yourself open but they were threading back passing all the way back to pedro like you cannot play like that or you're going to lose effectiveness when you play that that way, in my opinion, you know, uh, and, and, and eventually, you know, that's when Inter's momentum started uh, growing because it's, they, you know, we started dwindling down when it came to that, um, you know, gung ho uh, mentality of like pressuring Miami in every play that's only going to last a few minutes. You know, you have to have fresher legs. Good thing about it was, that we brought fresher legs, they didn't disappoint, but we didn't get the W, you know what I mean? Because of all those missed chances in the first half. So, you know, it's a gamble that, that he made and he wanted to, you know, win the game and, and, and be two to one. And we could have, but it didn't work out this way. Um, so uh, let's read some comments real quick um, here. Uh, I don't know if you read all of them. Etromic, I feel more comfortable with with uh, Dagger Dan 
pushing forward with a Jensen AC um, pairing, uh, center back pairing. Um, good thing is that uh, Antonio's back, John. So I mean, he should be. Hopefully, well, we were just discussing while you were knocked out by your internet. The, the uh, we can have to rest Jensen now with the yellow card accumulation. So maybe AC is going to uh, take him, and we're going to see an AC Schlegel pairing for the next one. <laughs> just when you thought you had both your center backs ready to go. Yikes. Uh, but also, that's a punt on AC, right? I mean, he's been training, but he wasn't on the bench. So we don't even know if he's going to be back for this game. I mean, I hope so, but we've been hoping for a month now, and there hasn't been a lot of progress. So maybe even, you know, there's a scenario where that's why we're talking about, you know, Kevin Gucci, like Luke Minox coming um, further down and, you know, Abdi Salim. Um, I was thinking Ojeda's delivery into the box with Kevin Gucci's ability to jump and head the ball. That could be a very dangerous combination. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be great, especially in set pieces. Yeah, I, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, it's going to be interesting to see, but we're definitely going to be out Jansen. And then uh, a few other players are starting to build up the other cards as well. I want to give uh, everyone uh, my apologies for my internet being uh, so bad. Uh, there was a storm nearby where I live, and apparently knocked out. There was lightning that came close to where I live, so I probably knocked it out. Right now I'm with my, with my data, so when I'm on my phone, I'm not able to share uh, share my screen. So my apologies if we're not able to share my screen, but we can definitely still do our um, our, our starting eleven uh, for for um, this uh, weekend coming up uh, against Montreal, which is now a must-win game for Orlando City, especially at home. Uh, I mean, we're we're facing one of the worst teams in the in the East, so I mean, we should we should beat Montreal, right, John? <laughs> All right, Paula. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can do the um I can share my screen if you want and we can do the uh the lineup. Sure, yeah. Yeah, sure, sure. There you go. Yeah, I mean if we don't beat Montreal, Louise, I'll, I'll be really upset, you know. Like <laughs> Miami yeah. was a, a tougher game. Like I, we should have beaten them. That's the annoying thing. We could have and should have That's beaten them. uh yeah. New York was we we just completely <laughs> slipped up on that one. That there's no excuse for for that, you know, the pitch was partly to blame but we can't fully blame that like oscar said so um there's two slip-ups there and now this game against montreal we cannot we cannot have a slip-up yeah we cannot have a slip-up against it's montreal. not possible i mean they're an eighth they're really pushing like you know they there's quite a big gap between them and nashville in seventh like they're on 37 points nashville have 44 points so oh, yeah. they're they're gonna struggle to get further up than eight but they gotta maintain eighth with Miami, Charlotte, Chicago, New York, DC, all on the their tail, like trying to get into the playoffs and New York right behind them on ninth, all in the same amount of points with them. So these teams that like, remember when we were in these positions in years gone past, these teams down at eighth, ninth, I'm more afraid of in some ways than the mid sort of range, because they're the ones that have really got something to die for. The other teams that are sort of comfortably made playoffs might rest a few guys, might be able, you know, able to, to drop some points here and there. If you're in Montreal right now, if you want to be in playoffs, you, you can't afford to drop any points. And I think that makes them, you know, a bit more dangerous, but still we should have the quality to beat them. 
And I do want to add to what you just said, John, that um, I, I was speaking to a lot of my colleagues uh, there from Inter Miami, and they're already, they're already kind of saying, yeah, you know, next year we'll be better. And next year we'll be beasting. And next year we're going to be the tuck of the town. You know, they're already saying next year. So they are the thought of them not making playoffs it already reached Messi. That's why you don't see him on the pitch. Uh, they're they're going to be content with this U.S. Open Cup uh, final. And then after that, um, you know, I, I kept asking people, uh, a couple of my colleagues, so is Houston any good? They were telling me. <laughs> I was like, it's a final. I wouldn't count them. I wouldn't count them out. You don't want to count no one out on a, in a final. So Houston you know, haven't won anything in years. They are hungry for a win. Yeah, so, I mean, Houston is going to go all out, you know. For uh, probably going to be Hector Herrera's investment, you know. Like, I mean, they play, they paid so much money for that guy. I mean, he's going to probably ball out that game. So, you know, Inter is going to go in for a treat, and it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. But they're already I, – I started hearing around town, you know, next year, next year, next year. So they're already, like, kind of – like next year, even Tata yesterday said, you know, I know that we're really low and our chances are very slim. So he's already saying our chances. So they're already pitching. So I wonder what's the league going to do if they don't reach playoffs? You know what I mean? That That's that's just my that's just my question. I mean, that's why they didn't give the red card. I'm, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> you know, everyone says it's like straight out conspiracy, but it, it, it it's. It's you can't prove it, but all the science point to their it's clear as help, water. They're trying to help them get in the playoffs any way they can. And if that means ignoring a clear red card or two, then they'll do it. If that means giving a terrible penalty like they did against us in the League's Cup, you know, they'll do it. Anything to boost Miami to get them into a final where they could sell more tickets and more messy merch. I mean, it, it you can't prove it, but it seems pretty obvious. That's right. So, Paola, you want to plug in uh, some yeah, names right it. there? So, Put obviously, Galeza Pedro. For sure. Of course. Yep. You're right. Uh, now, let's put Santos. I like you were going to go center back, and you're like, no, let's not start there. That, that's, the problem. <laughs> that's the drama. That's the drama. I don't want to do the drama right don't now. Don't start with the drama. I want to say, uh, Rafael Santos, what a beast. I mean, he's he's. I think he will be the most improved player we've seen, right? I mean, I think I think he's he he'll be one of the surprises of this season, in my opinion. How solid! I mean, he started kind of shaky, yeah. right? Remember, John was saying, "Who do we who do we bring?" Who do we, who do? Yeah, like the first month and a half, where he did not look like he was getting able to cut it, and then he yeah. suddenly just started turning it on. And I think I now think with was... Duncan up top, still, it's better for Santos. You know, he need he needs a big guy to aim those crosses at. I think um, after the Miami game on May and he scored, I think that was like the seal. Like, this is what I needed. Let me right. look forward now. There you go. I you want to do the drama? Okay. I, so. I think it's going to be Schlegel because it, yeah. it's not going to be Jansen. So it has to be Schlegel. And then it could be AC or it could be question mark, you know? I, I say AC. I think, I think that'll just be like, we'll 
you're fit enough and we gotta play somebody and Oscar doesn't seem to want to put in Salim or Kibun Gucci. I will put you know, in. We wanna do this, but Oscar, I see no signs of Oscar bringing any other center back in apart from Schlegel right now. Do you wanna switch it out to Kimbun Gucci or stay with AC? I mean, if we're thinking Oscar here, and if he's available, and you're playing a must, um, one of the one of the last home games is is this the last home game of the season or one of the? No, of the, uh, we have one yeah. more. All right, so we need to win the next two home games for the fans. We got this, and then uh, New York. Yeah. Oh, sorry, for sure. Right. Who? New England, I believe. Yeah, so, so I mean, we need. I mean, it doesn't matter who's in front of us. We we gotta. I mean, we gotta win. Um, and especially New England that is up there. So, um, and the fans. I mean, after the the display of, it was almost twenty six thousand people, and there was a, a best selling singer or whatever playing next door with seventy thousand people. Oh, Carol G. Yeah. Carol G. Luis, Carol. you confused me. You called her something else, G. And I Becky was like, I don't know who that is. And then Steph was like, you definitely know who Carol G is because she plays her music like all the time. And so that uh, she was oh. like, oh, we could have gone to the Carol G concert. And I was like, well, we can't because we got to go see Messi. Well, not Messi, but you know. I, I thought it was, I, I thought it was a, a, the lesser famous cousin, Becky G. Yeah, that well-known famous Becky G. <laughs> <laughs> all right so great lyrics by the way i don't know with carol g you know great lyrics yeah, she you know? got some really good songs I'm very very uh women empowerment women empowerment like bichota right she got one with uh, shakira which is yeah that's right aye, 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 <laughs> cool. aye, aye. Okay. yeah so i i believe i i believe honestly that when it comes to to this team uh we gotta win the next two home games, so um, we're going for the for the double pivot again. I think, guys, double pivot. Oh, for sure. That yeah, like there's, there's no that's the dynamic duo right there. You cannot you cannot separate them. I mean, Miami did get more chances when they went off. Like we still. Yeah, you wanna you wanna switch them it yeah. back. But if we hadn't have scored one, Ibron would have said, "Oscar, you should never have taken a double pivot off." You know, if we'd have lost that one nil. Everyone would have blamed the fact that you took Arujo off. Exactly. Okay. That's... So who's going to be the 10? And, and, and then the Papia movement would have come out again. <laughs> it's going to be Mauricio for sure. <laughs> but I, I don't want Mauricio. I know you don't, but it's going to be Mauricio. Like that's, We're doing Oscar. We can do our yeah. lineup after this. We'll change it to what we want to see. I can, put, I can put the other team... Um, purple and put our prediction, <laughs> and this is Oscar. Prediction. Look, I, I am, I am, I am gonna say this, even though it's probably not popular, but I'm gonna say this because look, yesterday the teeth, well, the tifo they made with Florida is purple, and then there was one guy I, I heard online saying, oh, yeah, Florida, it's no longer purple anymore. I don't feel like Florida's no longer purple anymore, guys. Um, puppy out. Boy, you know, how dare you after that say that? I mean, we're gonna call, I'm gonna call it out, man. I mean, I'm serious, this is crazy. Florida is purple, and I wish I could put Denny's chin, uh, tweet that you sent, John. That was perfect. I mean, that Tifa was past, present, future. I mean, 
Bill not bought to the end. Well, it's mm -hmm. on the private chat. You can open it after we do the thing. Oh yeah. The, Just because he was on the TIFO, so yeah, TIFO was, was awesome. Also, uh, if you go on my Twitter, um, anybody you could go see. I did yeah, a the behind whole, the scenes the video because I was right behind the TIFO when they raised it, so you could see uh -huh. what it looks like for all the supporters raising the TIFO, which is oh, so I think a lot of people who don't know like all the effort, like they posted the pictures yeah. of the ruckus dialect painting it, and like that's amazing. That was a huge, massive effort to get that. There's yeah. part of it done by the ILF part of it done by ruckus all That's organized and hung it's like three parts to this huge massive tifo and then they had a banner at the bottom so incredible job by them amazing yeah. um so everybody go look at the pictures go watch my video you know just appreciate uh all the effort that these guys go through to represent <laughs> us like that's our culture right there if you're not that's talking about miami culture. and what their culture is that's the culture. And the videos we did before trolling them, that's our culture, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's the kind of stuff we say we have a real soccer culture that Miami just doesn't understand. Doesn't. Well, I just love the fact that they point out also that they're not really in Miami, which was hilarious. Oh, it that, was funny. The one that cracked me up was the Barcelona fan that they oh, say yeah. they think that it's a a b a b team or something affiliated with the barcelona team oh my god i started laughing that's like, so no. funny all right so, we'll do you agree with up. this yeah so this is how poppy would think this is how this is how poppy would think right yeah this is all and then lineup. who will be in the a striker the Holland of harlan the Holland Dun of duncan Okay. Yeah, Duncan's back now. He's hot. He's, He's going to start scoring again. He just needed to get one. But but also, Ramiro is hot, too. I think so, but I think Duncan is preferred as the striker. Okay. Do you want me to do the other side? Like, this is Poppy special? And Let's just read this out for anybody who's listening. So it's Galete, Santos, Schlegel, AC, Dagadan, Arujo, Cartagena, Angulo, Perea, Faku, and Duncan, which we think is the Oscar lineup, which basically the same lineup as Miami. You just forced to make a sub uh, of Janssen because of, of the Janssen. yellow card accumulation and probably AC, but it could be somebody else at AC's already. You could do the white. Oh, the white. You could do it in white, our team. The I'm waiting for that team to... Oh man, uh, I, let me see. Can I go back? No, 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 no. You won't. While you're doing that, I'll read out a couple more comments here. Okay, um, go, go. Um, we've got Josh Bertal saying, Yep, definitely we need to score those goals and take our chances. Uh, they said, I'm wondering how many more wins do we need to secure a home playoff game? That's a good question. Um, I don't know exactly. I'd have to look at the table. And it's, I think there's so many variables on how many other points other people get. I mean, we're on 51 points. <laughs> Crew are right behind us with 49, as are Philly, as are Atlanta, as are New York, uh, sorry, as are New England. So that's four teams on 49 points between third and second. Uh, it's so tight. I think I think we just need to win two more would be my guess. What do you guys think? Two more. We I think we win our two home games. We're getting uh, we're getting second to fourth, most likely somewhere in that range yeah we need to be in the top four in the yeah. top four definitely we, we will yeah but we josh is asking how many team. more games how many more wins do we need so i think two is my guess. Uh, two or three it all depends on the our 
like you said, Columbus, that is like right there next to us. Um, which one is the other one behind Atlanta? Uh, yeah. As well, we've got Columbus, Philly, Atlanta, New England, all on forty-nine points right behind us. So it's it's really tight. We just have um, to we just have to keep winning. Yeah, you know, I, I think I think we'll get two more wins, probably a draw and a loss in these four games, maybe, and that comfortably, and that will be enough. So I think that uh, like Anthony Solis puts there, my predictions: Montreal win, Nashville tie, uh, New England tie. Uh, and Toronto win. I, I'll say honestly, to me, it's going to be Montreal win, Nashville loss, uh, New England win, and Toronto win. I'm going to say three wins. Nashville in a strange spot. They're in seventh. They're five points um, behind New England in sixth, and then they're you know seven points ahead of Montreal. They're kind of just. They can't, it would be hard for them to gain on a higher up, and it's going to be hard for them to drop too much lower. So it'll be interesting to see that away game. Um, we always struggle there, right? And I, I agree. I think it's either a tie or a loss at Nashville. It'll be hard to get a win away there. Um, definitely a win against Montreal. I can see that happening. New England, another home game. I'd hope that we'd have enough about us to, to get a win there. But again, they're they're fighting for playoffs to get into the top four. And Toronto has to be a win. There's no question there. And if it isn't, then this question should be asked because everybody's beating Toronto right now. Next season, uh, yeah, next season one one of the teams that's going to be probably dismantled is Toronto, New England. I also see Nashville, also a lot of players leaving. So, I mean, we have a huge chance, guys, to keep our core and uh, get better players. I mean, with the sale of Kara, in a way, if we make a deep run, if, you know, that could definitely benefit us. I mean, we could get two DPs um, and keep, like, keep Urso, keep uh, everyone pretty much almost, right, um, John? Yeah, and they might add another DP. I mean, it's, it's all... I think That'd there's going to be more changes for sure. I think the defense seems a bit of an overhaul. Last time we oh. kind of we did the the attack and the midfield, we we need we need to do a bit of focus on on overhauling our defense. You know. Yep. Um, uh, New England's going to be an interesting game because obviously they everything that happened with Bruce Arena and now they're you know just under a caretaker manager, so they're kind of in a you know, not really sure what they're doing phase yeah. and sort of free falling. So, but they um, have good players. They have done. They do still have good players. They could figure it out. You know, I think Toronto and Montreal should be, should be six points. Right. So if we get six points, that's putting us up to 57. If everybody else gets six points, we're still up in, in seconds. So we just need to maintain consistent enough form. Like as Lisa Lee has two, wins and two draws if we get that that's that's plenty of points and i'll be really happy i think we can afford to lose another game even and still make it in that top four and then oscar said um i am moving forward we're playing every game with the intensity you've seen um and the physicality against um, inter so we treated he he mentioned and implied that that game against inter was the beginning of them playing in playoff mode moving forward. So all these games coming up, Montreal, Nashville, New England, Toronto, he's going to treat them as getting ready to playoffs. 
because he clinched already. So it really doesn't, I mean. I would love to go into the playoffs in hot form. That's why I'm happy to dip now. Like if we go in, you know, with a win against New England and a win against Toronto, that's where we want to be. Like going in with two wins in our back, looking for a third, a fourth, a fifth, a sixth. Like Oscar's a great cup guy. We just got to treat these last few games like it's the beginning of the cup. And then we're going to roll right into that with better form. So that's why I'm not mad about the, the situation right now. We're going to always have a downturn, better now than in the playoffs. And we got the uh, other starting level, the one that we're going to do. All right. So I just entered, <laughs> I just entered the ones um, that I know that we're going to start, but I didn't enter the two center backs and go going forward. So Luis, what, what do you, you think? think, Luis? Hebrew or Salim? Because I think it's still going to be Schlegel. Like, even if we want our, we're I'll not going to put Salim and Kibu I'll in go, there. I'll go Kibu. Kibu time. It's Kibu time. It's Kibu time? I mean, did we still have him called up? Or did they send him back down again? I don't know. Mm, I don't know. I get confused. They don't announce when they send them back down. They only yeah. announce when they call them up. So they oh, just very yeah. quietly like said. Down. Let's just go. Let's just go for. Let us, I mean, we can go for Salim. That's fine. I mean. No, I think though, if they need him, they'll call him back up again. It's an option. I think yeah. Kibu is would be a better. He's more physical. I think. I think he's got size for for MLS. Which and I like I said. The thought of an Ojeda delivery to a Kibu jumping, leaping header like he does for OCB, that, that excites me. Is this how you spell his last name? Yeah, I mean, you're, you're close. I'm not going to. You could just put Kibu. That's a hard one. You could just put Kibu. Kibu. Just go for his nickname. Kibunguchi. Kibunguchi. Okay. Um... Yeah, don't take away the double pivot. I, no, I, that's that's, that's no, that's dynamic fine. duo right there. We cannot split them Luis up. I think Luis Ojeda should play the ten. Me too. I think for this game that we need to definitely uh, see at least Orlando be up three or four nil in this game. I think we should uh, give, um, you know, uh, Pereira. Yes. I mean, do you Paul saw when? He's got the most assists in the squad, and he's not in the team right now. Do you saw when he hit the ball with his head in the floor? Yeah, he was. He was know? went. Yeah, he was like, and he went. He they won the ball after that. I was like, what in the world? He's like motivated to win this game. Let me see if I can find a clip of him. Like he did it twice. He was in the floor. He was um battling that um the ball, and he was like, oh. My legs are trapped because the Miami um, defender was on top of him, and he was like hitting the ball with the head. I'm like, oh my, God. <laughs> he's gonna get um, injured with with that. But because I was afraid that another Miami dude was gonna kick him. So, okay, so who's gonna be in the right uh, flank, the wing? The only one choice there. Angulo. No, Faku. <laughs> Not in our lineup. We're going to put, and then the left wing, I would, I would go with Enrique. Enrique I, mean, I thought this I was, is all firepower. This is why like I, I was it. thinking the, the exact same thing. I and... feel like Ojeda is a 10 who can score you goals. Ramiro is a left winger who's, who's got a 
shot like a striker. You know, plus you need to test, uh, guys. You need to test your options. Um, I mean, yeah. you, you gotta you you, you gotta have. Um, we know you, Enrique can play left wing very well. Right, he did a little bit. But yeah, and not only that, but you cannot have the players assume, oh, well, I'm I'm off the bench. You know what I mean? Like you have to put him on the hot fire. And I think uh, Ramiro and Ojeda, I mean, they really they didn't really underperform when they came in uh, towards um, playing against Inter Miami. So I feel that that it's, it's definitely going to be a a good opportunity for them to show that they you know that they can definitely be a protagonist um, starting from starting eleven. You know what I mean? And then, and then Jacqueline up front. No, I'm kidding. Jacqueline. <laughs> I love Jacqueline, but no, sorry. Big dunk. Jackie. Duncan. Jack, Jacqueline should be coming off the bench. So I was disappointed he didn't come off the bench. I thought Miami that he was going to be really. in the bench. I would have, I would have almost, instead of pushing Enrique up top when he brought on Gaston, you know, I was like, oh, you could have brought Jacqueline on and left Enrique out on the wing. Mm-hmm. All righty. Do you want to read this, John, for the people who are listening to? So we got Galese. This is our lineup, by the way, not not what we think. Uh, not what we think Oscar is going to do. What we would like to see, but this game, a bit of a rotation against Montreal. Uh, Dagger down at right back. Uh, Kibunguchi at center back. If we're, if we're thinking AC is not going to be ready, Schlegel, Santos at left back. Uh, Wilder and Cesar double pivot. Uh, Ojeda at the ten. Back of the right wing. Ramiro Enrique at the left wing, and Duncan McGuire as your striker. I think that front four is dangerous. It's got some goals in it. If you can get that front four and split, speed, that could be a playoff dynamo front four. And speed. Yeah. And then and then coming with Mauricio well rested and the you got Mauricio well rested. Like remember those games where we were bringing him off the bench? He would kill it. And you got Gaston to bring off the bench. You got Angulo to bring off the bench. We got depth. We got depth for a long look. This is the first Orlando team that has so much depth, especially in the in the attacking portion, that I think we should definitely uh, make a good. I mean, we have a good chance to make a, a deep run. You know, now obviously make sure that we are scoring the scoring the goals that we're creating. Right? I mean, that was what really really hurt us against Inter Miami. Says uh, jo- let's do some comments. Joshua Tall, I remember the Paola. Oh, I remember the Paolo when he did that, and I was very shocked he did that. I don't know. Um, yeah, I was talking about Heda kicking the ball with his. Well, he didn't kick it. Um, he was hitting the ball with his um head like twice in the floor. Oh wow, Joshua Tall, that's a great mentality to go into these games with with playoff mode. Yeah, that's that's what Oscar wants. They wants to treat every single game moving forward. Uh, they're gonna be probably. Um, trying to go into playoff mode, um, you know, and we're getting everybody healthy. That's a good thing, you know. AC being back, uh, and you have weapons now. Even uh, Mikey Holiday, I think he, with his speed, I wish I would have seen a little bit more of him. But you know, Dagger killed it in that game. I would have not stopped him out. I will leave him there ninety minutes, <laughs> you know. But there you go. Anything else you guys want to add before we go? Uh, I mean, we just want to talk quickly about OCB's final game that they won 2 1 against yeah. Cincinnati 2. And obviously, they were already in the playoffs, but that uh, meant that they ended up fifth. 
Um, yeah, Jack Lambert got a goal, and Jacqueline got another one. And like you mentioned, Luis, Golden Boot again. That two years in a row, right? But last year for sure. Or am I imagining yet? Jacqueline won it last year. Right. He was a um a runner up, he if up, I'm not mistaken. He was up there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. So this year he's won it with a was it 16 goals. So incredible achievement for Jack. Well done. Uh, the boys, you know, now go into playoffs. Versus, uh, I don't think they've announced it yet. Luis, have you seen any information on this? Um, well, when it, when it comes format, to... I, I got to do some research on what oh, the uh, the MLS Next Pro playoff format looks like. I'm sure it's so, different because so, the league is different. So the first round matchups are uh, t- uh, to be determined. Um, they're going to be pick your opponent feature. So it says, uh, so oh, yeah. I'm going to read it. So it says, the 2023 MLS Next Pro regular season came to a close Sunday with a drama field decision day, right? Um, so Orlando's fifth in the Eastern Conference. So you have Crown Legacy first with 66 points, New England Revolution two with 56, Columbus with 54, New York Red Bulls with 51, Orlando with 46, Chicago with 43, and Philly Union two with 42. Uh, it says, um, Resulting in the final seeding for the 2023 MLS Next Pro Playoffs and setting the stage for the new pick your opponent selection process to determine the matchups for the opening round of conference quarterfinals. Um, so the number one overall seed was determined on decision day with Colorado Rapids 2 edging out Crown Legacy uh, on goal differential. The two clubs enter the final day of the regular season with identical records. Uh, blah, 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 blah. So it says, the number one seeds in the Eastern Conferences, Crown Legacy and Colorado Rapids, respectively, will receive the first round bye and automatically advance to the conference semifinals. Ready for that. The number two and three seeds in each conference will choose their opponents from the four to seven seeds that host that team in the conference quarterfinals. So who gets first pick then second gets first pick. I think that's how it works. Right. So if you're yeah. second, you get to pick first from, so that's for us, new England to get to pick first. from what was it? Luis fourth to seventh. Yeah. Fourth to seven. So, so I mean, they pick us if they're in new England. Yeah. They're I mean, they, yeah. I mean, they could pick. So we don't get to pick. We're going to be picked. Most. Yeah. Likely. We're going to be picked. Okay. Yeah. So Crazy playoffs. I love it. Pick your opponents. Yeah. <laughs> Who'd have thought? It's like Hunger Games. Right? This is like, who do I want to face? I mean, I'll, I'll be interested to see if uh, we get picked, you know, if people think we're a weak opponent or not. Uh, you know, Crown Legacy are by far and away the best team. They're 10, they're 10 points ahead of New England, too. So they're already through on the, you know, they get a, a buy, right? You said Luis is the top team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, them in Colorado. Yeah, they get a buy. So it's going to be interesting. New England and Columbus, I guess, get to pick their opponents because they're in second and third. And they get to choose from us four from teams fourth. in fourth to seventh. Um, fourth to New seven, York Red Bulls right. two, OCB, Chicago Fire two, and Philadelphia Union two. So I guess then the other two teams play each other that don't get picked. I assume. Yeah, so it, so I don't it know. says here, so it says here, the number two and number three seats in each conference will choose their opponent from the four to seven. 
um, in the conference quarterfinals. Following the second and third selections, the remaining two teams in each conference will be slated to face each other with the higher seed so. hosting. With the higher seed. So, so if it's... Yeah. So if, if it's we, Chicago, Philadelphia, Chicago or Philly, then we will host. Whew, that was yeah. complicated to figure out. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's going to be awesome to see them in the playoffs. We'll have to see. I, I would love to go to a game if we get a home playoff game. So hopefully, I will go. It'll be I mean, I to think, see if we I get Charlotte or not, right? Like, I guess that team, whether they think we're good or not, you know, I guess you pick the team you don't want to play. So if if nobody picks us that means everybody doesn't want to play us i'm sure every i'm sure new england's going to pick philly and, and um probably columbus it makes sense i think they're going to pick the last two i think it's going to be us in new york battling i think if i was new england or columbus i'd be looking at my head-to-heads earlier in the season you know who did i beat already Right, I'm picking that. So we we'll have to look back and do some research to see how we fared against those two teams and whether they think they can beat us. And I believe Charlotte FC should definitely uh, take, um, you know, have the crown legacy play the rest of the MLS season. They told me they have a 16 year old who's worth three million or something insane. That's why they're so good. I don't know. They've wow. got some youth kid that they've spent real money well, on. Like, well, they should put him in the first thing because they truly. Well, need I think him that's the their team. their idea. They're getting him in really young. That then he's going to be like an incredible star at eighteen kind of guy. Like, but spending that much money on a youth player is is a, we sell them for that. We're trying to sell guys for two or three million, not buy it for two or three million. But anyway, and in, in Colorado Rapids too, we have also a former lion, Zachary Campagnolo. He's now the new. The new keeper for Colorado Rapids too. So has he been starting? Uh he's been. I think he's been playing. Uh, um, he's having some games, but I don't. I don't know if it's very cool. All right. Well, there's no pride games. There's nothing to talk about there. They they play next on the October Pedro, 2nd. Against, Pedro was uh, part of the team of the week. Angel City. Yes, yep. I was surprised, and not because of the, of the performance. It's just MLS, right? Like, we are the most hated team by MLS. So I was surprised when I saw Pedro Galese in the in the team of the week. I was like, finally, they, you know, award him by being in the uh, team of the week. So Subli- Subliminally, they're saying, well, you won just because of Pedro. Against my inter. Don't mess with my inter. I mean, there's maybe a little bit of that going on. It does seem strange. It's the only week they put Pedro is the week that it's, oh, look, he did so well against Miami. Uh, you know, uh, Luciano Acosta has had a monster season. He was voted um, the best, uh, again, for I think the fourth time in the year, best player in the in, in the week, like in the, in the whole league. And uh, I can't believe Christian Benteke is still relevant, man. I just can't understand. And then also I can understand how you can have somebody be a center back so feared, so serious, and your last name is glad. Like, they're just glad to be there, you know? <laughs> no, uh, Lucho Acosta is um, the runner-up for the Golden Boot. Yeah. With 15 goals. Paco... It has 12 goals. So let's see if Fak can you imagine Faku 
I don't know. I have and... my hopes up. I have my hopes up to, so I can That's see a, um, how you may call it, a hat trick first. And then <laughs> a golden boot contended. I want to see that in our club at some point. You know, you got Shande Silva and Thiago Almada also from Atlanta United. You know, Jake Davis, Sporting Kansas City, uh, right back. Jake Davis, Sporting Kansas City. Man, when's the last time Sporting Kansas City has done anything uh, relevant? A long time. I remember when they used to have um, Graham Susie. Remember, John? Oh, they still have Graham Susie. They still no have way. Him. Oh, they yeah, they still play Graham Susie sometimes. They he still plays play? as a right back. He's been a right back for what? like five years. The guy can't run anymore. What? Yeah. I yeah. remember playing Graham Susie. Yeah, Graham Susie on FIFA. Was I remember when Little Orlando City was a USL team, Ooh. and we had a relationship with Sporting Kansas City. Oh yeah. And we loaned a player called Tom Dwyer from them. And he was on loan for most of the season. And then it came to the playoff time. And they had a little bit of an injury crisis. And they decided they would recall Tom Dwyer, the guy who had been our leading goal scorer that year. So never quite forgave them for that, um, to call oh, him back. And kind of, uh, they didn't ruin our season. We still went ahead and won things. But uh, it left a bitter <laughs> taste in my mouth. And Graham Susie, we played them in a couple times in a, in a friendly back then. I remember Graham Susie getting smoked by the likes of Jamie Watson. Put a smile on my face. Jamie Watson now in the Apple TV, huh? Yeah. Um, Paula, before we go, you wanted to just throw up Dennis Chin's uh, comment on yeah. Twitter there because uh, it was really nice. They recognized him. We had Miguel in the in the TFO. Yeah. There was a lot of history in the TFO. Um, which you know we should be proud of it's history that Miami don't have, and that's why they put it on the on the exactly. Bill not bought. That's exactly what it is. Let me share the screen one second here. Thank you, Joshua, for saying I'm funny. I know I appreciate that. <laughs> You're gonna Joshua. make his head bigger. He says, "I remember the part." Oh yeah, I, I read that already. Thank you. Uh, Alrighty, here it is. There you go. Oh, wait, got it right there. There you go. Oh, that's uh, that's his goal, right? I mean, yeah, this is the goal that was in the TFO. I mean, this is the little video that kind of goes with the TFO, and um, it just. It shows you, you know, the history and, and it really, his tweet about what it meant to him was really, just really touching, you know? Yeah. He said, one honor to be featured in such an amazing TIFA created by best supporters in the country, proud to represent at this club and happy to see us back in winning ways. Yeah. And uh, we can go ahead and show that. Let me go back. Because if I, if I put it like bigger, oh, yeah. full screen, it won't play. Can you zoom in so at least we could see what he wrote? Well, we could see. It says, "Yep, there you go." I mean, what a what a class act! Uh, that's the image right there. That's see? The image, and that's how yeah. they made it into the Tifo. There class. he is. There's Miguel. You know, and then on the other side, you've got some of our more. Is that Pereira um, and Fabian Loyola, right? Yeah, Fabian Loyola. Yeah. 
man what i remember it's sort of the past and the future you know kind of thing on one side the history and the future on the other side and the present i believe uh um i remember um i believe that we could win uh, you know um that chant uh when orlando used to play in um at disney world all those sports they should do a retro jersey like yeah. for a day and sell it people are gonna buy sell it to it. adidas hey adidas uh, it has to be by adidas now it wasn't adidas before so yeah it was lotto I mean, call Lotto, do, I don't know, what, a hundred of them and sell them. Oh, oh <laughs> man, those will go, man, I will probably buy one. What is it? I will be, I will probably fight someone. You know, I always, <laughs> yeah. I always, uh, man, I, I always, I, I never bought a, a jersey from that, that era, you know, um, and I kind of regret it. No, <laughs> well, it's going to be 10 years of MLF team coming up. Yeah. Ooh, that's a teaser. John, do you know something that we don't know? I don't know <laughs> anything. All I know is I ask people and they tell me 10 years is coming up. Well, you have when a hint. Tells hint. me something's coming up. It's something's coming up. There you yeah. go. So that's what I know. But when I know more, you guys will know more. If I if I'm able to know more, I they keep a tight <laughs> lid on things, you know. Everyone thinks just because I am Kate, was... I'm like I have some oh, kind no, of no, yeah. information. Also also uh, Kate doesn't tell me anything. I don't I don't ask her either. I don't want to put her in that position, you know. They're professionals, they're not supposed to talk about this stuff until we yeah. know we're we're supposed to be fans. We find out when we're supposed to find out. That's the way it works. But 10 years. Let's see what's going. Let's but see what's in the oven. Said that, there's been yeah, several let's see what's in the oven. From lots of different people that 10 years will have something remembering the fact that it's been 10 years. And, and I don't, I'm not sure on this, but uh, if it was me guessing, I would say we're going to see some red. Wow. Man, that's going to be epic. I can't wait. Can you imagine the away? kid because the away kid is supposed to change that's gonna be interesting but this should have the 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 old logo like not up front but like at least in the back oh in the back like the flag that they have you know what i mean like in the first mls jersey when it had the old logo inside yeah that was that was amazing i I think it's gonna be stuff like that yeah because they have to have the yeah, more nods to our history, more nods to the USL era, you know, yeah. just just sort of tying back to to our, you know, our legacy as a club. What would Inter have? Like Miami FC? Like Miami FC has more of a soccer culture than Inter. They're probably going to change their, like, established date to 2023 and just forget they ever had anything before <laughs> Messi arrived. That's probably what they want to do. <laughs> they want to erase their... Wow! Yeah, they want to race there. They they want to be like Neville. Neville, who I don't I don't know who Neville, that was yeah. or what you're talking about. I have no idea what what uh who was that French DM? Oh, um, Matweedy was it Matweedy? I don't remember. They just want to forget remember. that whole era before Messi arrived. I'm sure. Yeah, it's a situation. Right. We are tie game last night. Let's win this Saturday for a win post-game playoffs. Thank you, Sidge. Appreciate that. Turn on your camera, Lewis. Okay, thank you, Sidge. Uh, unfortunately, 
there was a lightning that struck outside my street and uh, it turned off the internet for I'm with my data right now. So I'm just winging it right now. <laughs> so thank you for you guys for your patience. But um, anything else you want to add, John, before we go? No, I just, uh, everybody follow me on Twitter if you want to see my comments and, you know, my posts on the, the team and my opinions. Um, excited for another home game on Saturday. We don't have to wait long, and I'll see you all there. Bye bye, you, Paola. Same here, same here. Hopefully, this week, a new episode of Tiro de Esquina is coming up. We know that we haven't done anything for the last three weeks, but we have been busy, but we're back. So, hopefully, this week, a new episode will upload to our channel. So, and um, support the boys Saturday home game. Let's go. Um, we were 25,500 something, 62, like in yeah, last game. 60, yeah. So, hey, let's go support the boys. We believe it or not, we're, we're a key player into the opposite, opposite um, team. So, Keep it up. Let's let's support the boys. Man, every wall. That's yeah. right. Man, every wall. Let's, uh, you know, Oscar said it also, you know, keep supporting the boys. I mean, it's going to, they're going to make in the last push for treat every game as a playoff game. So let's definitely do that. Um, Subscribe to the channel. Click on the notification bell for notifications. Drop us a thumbs up. It will help us a lot. Um, subscribe to the channel. We're also on Twitter as LP underscore podcast. Facebook as uh, Loud and Proud Orlando, as well as uh, um, Instagram as LP underscore podcast. The pictures and the video and all of that will be uh, uploaded once I have my internet back. So I uh, appreciate everyone's patience uh, for that. And uh, um, I will say it, Paula uh, um I don't know how to say it. Joye Orlando. Vamos Orlando. <laughs> Vamos Orlando. Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I just spoke French. All right, let me close it before we go. See you guys. Hi, this is Luis Carlos Pineda from Loud and Proud Orlando. I want to thank you for listening to us through Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Help us grow our Purple community by following us on all our social media outlets. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're also available on YouTube as Loud and Proud Orlando. We're available on Instagram as Pineda underscore ORL. We're available on Facebook as Loud and Proud Orlando and on Twitter as LPO underscore podcast. Thank you so much for listening and vamos Orlando.